I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji and Sopolis. I have a dream. Arnie Cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man, you ain't got... Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew stuck with that good. Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of the OnlyFans Football Podcast. It is two minutes past 11. We are past the deadline day, Kieran. You are listening to the second edition of Deadline Day Special. Kieran, how are you? I feel awful, Adam. Yeah. You said past the deadline. It's past my sell-by date at this time. <laughs> <laughs> past your bedtime, Kieran. <laughs> Way past my bedtime. <laughs> I, I, I get sent straight to bed at around nine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can't I, don't, I don't blame your man that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I cost him too much trouble. Um, yeah, Kieran, the, the people join us today. Uh, we are s- sat here in front of my television. We're in the Batawa Wad studio, if anyone listen, um, looking at Michael Dawson. Uh, hair transplant or no, Kieran? Uh, I think it is a hair transplant, but one man who definitely is one is the man to the right of him, mm. who's sitting on what looks like a throne, a throne yeah. that Nottingham Forest has made for him. Yeah, do you know what, right? That's a bit much for a player like John Joe Shelby. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually a bit of a fan of John Joe. Um, I think his technical ability is second to none at times, to be honest. But uh, um, I think that's a bit a step too far. But I haven't said the line yet, Kieran. Welcome, everyone, to your man's favourite football podcast. On this week's podcast, as we said, it is Deadline Day Special 2. Um, it went down a treat last year, Kieran, when we done this. And I think this was where our... I'm going to say infamous, I've air quoted that, Frank Lampard debate came out of us this time last year, Um, went well in the end, Um, but today we will be chatting about deadline day of course, signings for the big clubs, we have called in the recruits Kieran, we have a Manchester United correspondent in Gary Valve, we have an Arsenal correspondent in Uh, Daniel Canan, we have a Man City correspondent in Darryl Revel. Darrell Revel, he's gonna probably hate me. So I, I don't know what to say. Now. I'm not gonna lie to him. I know him well. Um, of of course, um, he was on with us before. He's the Manchester City correspondent. We have Ian, who's the Leeds correspondent. God help him. And we have Tomas Regan. Tomas Regan, a Spurs um, correspondent. A, sorry to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for some, he's coming on to chat about sports. So we will have snippets from the lads. We do appreciate them getting in contact. It saves us talking spoof about clubs that we don't really know about if we're being honest not know a lot, whole lot about in any yeah you can't you have to be educated these days as well you do yeah. so we will of course it's a bit of a hodgepodge podcast today we are going to be talking a few games as well Kieran we are going to be talking about the FA Cup the weekend just gone Manchester City 1 Arsenal 0 Man United 3 Redden 1 Brighton 2 Liverpool 1 Wrexham 3 Sheffield United 3 probably game of the weekend there and we have a few European games chat about Milan 2 Swasulo 5, Napoli 2, Roma 1, 
And the last game of the weekend is PSG won. Remy, is that how you say? Rem. Rem. Rem won. We also have one more last thing around oh, the world in 60 seconds transfer edition. Oh, yeah. And get it out as well. Yeah. Which is terrible as always. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Kiran, I suppose we'll get right into the transfers. What club do you want to start with? I suppose Chelsea stole the transfer window. They did. We have to talk about Chelsea. They did. FFP are knocking on the door. <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> exactly. So we have Mudrick for £62 million. Um, we have Badashile, £33 million. Cracking player. Maduki um, for £30 million. Mario, Mario Gusto. Gusto, great name. Hopefully he has Gusto Bell. <laughs> Brazilian right back. Yeah, £26 million. Come, 26 mil yeah jeez I didn't know that coming in from Leon. Leon, he's supposedly a prospect 19 years of age mm. and you have Felix on loan then you have today Enzo Fernandez, 105 million pounds as we're sat here Kieran, it's yet to be complete I believe yeah it looks it looks to be it looks like agreed. it will be and that is for me a 10 out of 10 transfer window out of that list, Kieran, who do you think is going to make the biggest impact? I think definitely for me, Mudrick, mm. from what I've seen in the Liverpool game. The Mudrick chant's great as well. If that's a spike. And by the way, getting done by for racism as we speak, so he could be out for a few games. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I did, what? Yeah, he said he was singing, slurring a lyric of a song. Oh God. And they got, pulled him up on it, so it looks like the FA are investigating. Michaela Mudrick as well, by the way, nearly signed for the Dundalk. And during COVID, I believe Dundalk were agreeing a fee with Shakhtar and it nearly went through. It didn't happen, obviously, because he's signed with Chelsea now. But um, yeah, who knew? Todd Bowley, big Dundalk fan. <laughs> I love Dundalk. <laughs> I have a family home in Dundalk. Oh, good. Um, did you ever see your man off the Sopranos wearing a Dundalk jersey? Yeah, that? I think yeah. I did, yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, Mudrick and definitely Enzo. If Enzo goes through... That is an unbelievable signing. Yeah. For me, a player of the World Cup, a young player of the World Cup, sorry. And obviously, Jorginho also going out to Arsenal. Um, I think it's, it's definitely a good deal. And obviously, this guy, Andre Santos, as well, coming over mm. from Brazil. Fafana as well. Yeah. I don't but think you mentioned him, did you? Fafana, I think he might be going on loan. Well, he was rumored to be going out on loan. I don't think he's going to get much game time mm. this year. But definitely, this guy, Andre Santos, looks like a straight stop for Jorginho. Yeah. And he's come over from Brazil for twelve million. So young blood, young blood coming in. I'm mm. happy. Building for the future is Todd, but it looks like. Yeah. Um I suppose we talk about going out of Chelsea. We don't know what the future of his bank account is though, is the only thing. <laughs> I'd be I don't know. I, to be honest with you, if I was in your position, I'd be delighted with all the signings. Who gives a fuck? Like it's the thing with it is financial fair play is out the window. Um by the looks of it. We don't know how these deals are structured. I know Senan said the other week that Mudrick was being signed for a tenner every 20 minutes or something ridiculous um, for the next eight years. I There's think. a word for it. It's like... Um, it's it's all in installments. Equity or... Yeah. I don't know. A yeah. lot of it is in installments and it depends how if a player reaches a certain target and stuff. And that's... The big fee isn't usually what the big fee is. That's just depending on the contract and if they reach a target. So... Um, I say this as if I'm Darmesh, who was sat here on the sofa um, on deadline day, in the know, I'm not in the know. You might as well be him though, because he's off. Might as well. Um, <laughs> when we move on to Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. Considering Jorginho went from Chelsea to Arsenal. It's a good segue, some, I believe. Some late 
deadline day business mm. 12 million pounds six months left on his contract mm. I think that was a good good deal for them mm. I mean I don't think he's going to get much game time for them because they obviously have Party and a few others who are Xhaka. in the starting 11 yeah Jack mm. as well I think he'll fulfil that Shaka role if Shaq is suspended or you know injured or whatever I don't ex- I don't expect them to, to get much now um, they got a good deal of course but I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's slot into his Arsenal team like straight away. I think mm. it's a case of maybe they'll gel him into it eventually. But I, I just, I don't know if it's a good signing to be honest. Mm. Thirty-one years of age, only twelve million, I suppose. But I don't. I've never seen him perform. As I said to the Arsenal fan earlier, I've never seen him have a great season in a Chelsea shirt where I said Jorginho has been our best player this season. But did he's he not, not that type of did player. Did he not win European Player of the Year or something? Yeah, and but he nearly won the Ballon d'Or. I, I understand that, but even then, I, I would say Kante was the outstanding player in the Champions League campaign that, mm. that year. So it's And he won for, the Euros that year as well, didn't he? Yeah, but for me, he's he's a good player. He's not a great player, but Arsenal have got a good player there, mm. Jorginho. Um, I think it's a shrewd piece of business, to be honest with you. I think a player that calibre, having won what he's won, going in towards the back end of the season... Where you're looking to win the league and compete, yeah. I think it's a good piece of business from them. I think Trossard is a is a move. I think that's a, a move of genuine genius. So I think he's a very good player. Scored a hat trick against Liverpool this season. He scored against Chelsea. He scored against City. Like he's been good this season. He, I think he got two against City. Yeah. In the Etihad, he's been good this season. Um, and I don't know what's the other fellow's name. Uh, so it's Jacob Queer. Spezia to Arsenal for seventeen and a half million. I believe he's highly touted as well. So. Yeah, um, we're we're gonna we're gonna head over to our Arsenal correspondent now, Daniel. He's gonna fill us in about Arsenal's transfer dealings now. This transfer window has not been great. As an Arsenal fan, we brought in three average enough players. Trossard, I like. He can play all across the front three and give Saka Martinelli rest when needed. Kivior, haven't seen much of him, but. Left-footed centre-backs are always rare on the market, so I'm happy with him as well. But Jorginho makes no sense for me, to be honest. He's 31, and like he's just not as good as he used to be, and he doesn't get in in our team. We should have just went for Caicedo, or just went for Rice now instead of waiting for the summer. That's the main thing that kind of disappointed me. Every big player we were going in for, uh, we just wouldn't get them in the end, like Mudrick. Caicedo now as well so yeah it's just showing that Arsenal don't have the funds to pull in the big players like Chelsea City and United have done uh, we got rid of Marquinhos and Lukonga might be going alone but I don't know if he has yet Marquinhos alone uh, which is good because he's not going to get game time under us and I think he could be a good player given the proper game time like Charlie Patino, he's doing in uh, Blackpool and Balogun for Rams. But yeah, overall, not the greatest window, but I'm happy with Trossard. So I'd give it 6.5 out of 10. If we win the league with these signings, it's a 10 out of 10, but I feel like we needed a party backup just in case. Thanks to Daniel for getting in contact, Kieran. I had to hunt him down to get that. We did. We were looking for an Arsenal fan, and uh, unfortunately, he was the one we picked on (laughs) for him. Um, We'll move on, Kieran, I suppose, to Man City's dealings. Um, Coming in, I believe, is Maxi Perone, young Argentinian prospect. 
But the big news, I think, of this transfer window, or one of the bigger news, I think, is the move of Joe Cancelo. Yeah. Going to Bayern Munich. On loan for now. Mm, and with an option to buy. £61.5 million. Um, I feel this is Guardiola putting his foot down. And I don't know how this is going to work out for City in the long run. Look at Guardiola's a genius. We do know that. But is it not a bit brave to be doing this? Yeah, I mean, he's he's been so good for the last few years in in the the league. It's just an out and nowhere signing, mm. literally out of the blue. I, I'm I'm pretty sure twenty four hours ago we didn't know about this. Mm. So it's just for me, it's just a bit strange. I, obviously, he wasn't happy with the amount of game time he was getting recently or mm. something, and he wanted out. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a very strange deal to me. Very, mm. very strange. And selling to like a Champions League rival as well. Mm. Like they're still in the Champions League. Yeah, but I don't think you'd be able to play against them if it comes to that. Apparently the cup tied reel is gone. Oh, now. fuck. Do you know what? That's correct because Diaz played in the Champions League for Liverpool last year. It's completely gone. So, yeah. The cup tied reel. Mudrick, um, Enzo will all be able to play in the Champions League. Yeah. Which is mad. It's ridiculous, I think. <laughs> I think. I think I actually don't mind the cup tied reel to be honest to an extent. Yeah, I was half expecting those players to not be in it, and I was content with that being the case. Yeah. But the fact that they're allowed to play in this makes me feel oh, it's slightly unfair considering the squad that they uh, they start the season with. Um, mm. But yeah, it is what it is, I suppose. Um, and yeah, we'll, I suppose we've thrown out to Dara of the 1894 <laughs> on YouTube, Man City YouTube. Um, he had a few words to say about Cancelo and Peroni. Yeah, so there was only really like two big pieces of business done by City during the uh, during the transfer window. One of them was signing a guy called Peroni, who we haven't actually heard much of beforehand, which I when we signed him I was like, Oh, this guy is, is decent, you know, you take a look at the highlights, you're like, this guy could do something. But it's I think he actually only left today as I'm as I'm sending this to you. But when the person who was broke the other day as I was going to college at Joao Gonzalo was leaving, I couldn't believe it. But at the same time, now, this is this might sound crazy. This might sound absolutely bonkers. But I'm actually not too pushed. There's rumours going around about him falling out with Pep. Him actually having a physical fight with Pep and Foden and Diaz pulling him off and all that. Like, it's crazy. Like, the fact that he left. Once you know all the stuff afterwards, once all the stuff, the spiel came out afterwards from all the journals, you know it's the right move. And look... It's I'm I'm looking at the at the defence we have now. Nathan Ake is playing left back. He hasn't put a foot wrong and him playing a left back allows Rico Lewis to be able to say out of the right. And I think we look a much better team for it. And even today, some photos with Foden came out in training. And, you know, he's uh, even recently you see in his body language and all that, he's just not showing it, he doesn't see him in the best of form. But even in the training photos I was like, No, this this is a this seems like the old guy he was chasing down Rico Lewis like there was no tomorrow as well so like you know maybe there's something in that maybe something in that with the right fullbacks for look thanks for having me on again man happy to, happy to be able to say my piece um, and yeah thanks Star for jumping on the pod again we will have a big preview special lined up with Dara of the 1894 as we said and another guest another Arsenal fan we have lined up for the show all will be revealed in due course Kieran Mode. Um I suppose we move on now to Manchester United and their dealings this window um, coming in for them of course is about Weghorst and it looks like Marcel Sabitzer is going to be completed as well 
Um, I think again, I think it's good business from United here, and they clearly don't have a lot of cash to throw about if they're getting players on loan. But that's there's nothing wrong with that, especially in the short term. Um, and what Ten Hag is building here is is quite good. You know what I mean? It will be quite fruitful. You would imagine. Um, have you got any thoughts on Sabitzer Talker? Do you know much about him? I think he's a, a midfield general. He's a bit of a workhorse, and I think he's exactly the type of player that United probably need for the depth of the squad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think short term he's a good option, mm. and if they can get him long term, if there's an option, if he's good this season to sort of swindle the deal with um, Bayern Munich to get him long term, I think mm. that would be good as well. Yeah, well, workhorse. He, he might end up being a bit of a dark horse signing this this window. I think mm. he could do well for them potentially. Mm. I yeah, I agree. I, I really like Wake Horse. Um, <laughs> we said this last transfer window, yeah, didn't we? We did when he saw I think we said he'd be signing of the window last transfer window. Um I really like Sabitzer. Yeah. Where is my mind? Shout out to the Pixies. Um I'm looking at Marcel Sabitzer and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm doing a Charlie Nicholas. Wondering why Liverpool didn't go and get him when we quite clearly need a midfielder. Our United correspondent, as he called himself, we're only using the word correspondent after listening to this from Gary Valve. But yeah, here's Gary Valve now with his thoughts on United's window. Man United uh, correspondent Gary Valve here. Um, overall, I'm quite happy with the transfer window, I think. You know, taking all things into account, you know, we're led to believe that the club will be sold in the summer. Um, so I don't expect the, the Glazers to be putting their hands in their pockets and you know, flash, splashing the cash on big money signings. Um, we're still in four competitions. I know you might laugh at that, but uh, we, did, we did need to make some signings just in case that we did get any sort of injuries. Like we can already see, Martial can't be relied upon. Uh, Eric's and after getting injured now as well, so I think it's decent business bringing in Veghorst and well Sibitzer if it gets done because I'm recording this at five o'clock on transfer deadline day. Um, but like Veghorst, he's completely different to Martial. He offers something different, and Sibitzer can play multiple roles in midfield. Um, yeah, and it's always difficult to sign good players in January, so I do feel like. Those two players are decent signings, and I kind of like the way that their loan loan deals. So then, by the time the club is sold in the summer, you know we don't have to keep them, and then uh, we can uh, splash the cash on uh, big signings in the summer. And thanks to Gary Bav for jumping on. He's, he was very excited about this. <laughs> he was buzzing by it. I've seen his be real. Yeah, he was really happy to jump on as well. Gary Bav is a big fan of the Only Fans football podcast and he's a good friend of ours as well Kieran. we did see his significant other in the tree arena the other night as well didn't we Trish shout out to Trish as well um, but yeah we'll move on to Liverpool's window Kieran, um, which there wasn't much of really the announcement of Cody Gakpo from PSV Eindhoven um, it is PSV isn't it PSV yeah. PSV um, had some of the best stats in Europe all season goals and assists and so far it hasn't quite worked out for him um, I think he's in the unfortunate position of coming into a team completely out of form and a team relying on him to perform in front without kind of giving him that period to embed himself in I think it's hard to judge him now as it stands the way Liverpool are playing I do think long term he'd be very good he's another one of those players who had a good World Cup 
came into Liverpool and yeah I do I do fancy him to come good a sense uh, eventually but at the minute it's not looking great um, but I think it's I think there's a lot of reasons why but I do think there's there's definite potential there Karen. yeah absolutely my question is to you where does um, Gakpo and Nunes fit into the same team probably sat on the bench <laughs> really no no I, I look at the two players two very young players that I think look we lost Mane in the summer window and you can see how much we miss him you can see how the quality of Mane um, is clearly missed at the minute um, and I think Klopp has probably gone with two players that he feels can fill that gap and like you look at City squad for example they have two or three players for each position now when Cancelo's gone but in the main they've so much talent kind of almost stored up you look at Liverpool's front line now at the minute it's Salah Gakpo and Nunes you look at three players who are unfit and are injured at the minute in Jota Firmino and Diaz so for me speaking personally I, I, I feel Klopp if he had everything, everyone at his disposal I don't think it'd be the common 4 3 3 I think he'd be switching formation a bit and you would probably see four of them six in the starting lineup with maybe a combination of Salah, Firmino, Diaz and Nunes. That'd probably be the favourite one with Gakpo and Jota to come off the bench. Yeah. So it's a tough one but I think all the top teams around the world have a lot of players that can fill positions and I just think the minute the three lads up front are struggling because there's nothing to come off the bench that if they are struggling to kind of change the game. Um, we will talk briefly about the FA Cup to come but I think the big talking point for this one though from Liverpool's point of view is the lack of a midfielder it's glaringly obvious that we need a midfielder and I'm looking at Sabitzer I'm looking at even Conor Gallagher who was you know I know he didn't want to go to Everton a lot of people don't want to go to Everton so I don't blame him but I'd have him Sabitzer I'd have either of them in Liverpool's midfield at the minute and um, in terms of the other transfers in the Premier I suppose McKenney to Leeds yes we were going to talk about Leeds weren't we yeah we were yeah. and I think they got they got a French striker as well didn't they Routier Ru- oh yeah um, I believe his name Ruter from Hoffenheim yeah 24.8 million mm. um, I don't know much about him Kieran. no I don't deadly serious with you will um, we get our Leeds correspondent we will no, we'll just send we'll just send Ian in <laughs> hey lads thanks very much for uh, for inviting me on to speak about um, my life's Misery, which is Leeds United. So our transfer window is actually quite good this year, to be fair. Usually we're left waiting to see who we sign in January, and usually it's a very frustrating period for the fans. We usually don't sign, end up signing who we wanted. But uh, this year we signed uh, a couple of good players, spent a lot of money. So we signed Weston McKenney, who probably be the standout, the, the main pick of the players that we signed. Um, <clears throat> everyone knows him to be that sort of arriving into the box late number eight kind of player um, scoring uh, chipping in with a few goals and stuff and good attacker so very good signing but do I really think that he was the type of player we needed not really um, because I think we needed a six we looked at Unai um, but he ended up going to Marseille um, I don't think he was ever too keen on going to Leeds um, and we only really have two number sixes Mark Rocket and Adams so Four shots made out of bread, so he'd just be injured every couple of weeks. So we only really have um, the two lads in the middle at the moment. And then we play Greenwood there. Sure, he's he's no use there. So I, I don't know what the plan would be, but for me, I don't. I would have liked to sign a six, but either way, McKenny's still a good, a good um, player to have. A very good addition going forward. 
Uh, we added to that as well with Jorginho Ruder, who looks very good. Uh, again, though I think he's the out-nil centre-forward that we needed. Not really. <clears throat> Not really, but with Bamford coming back, we, we, we could have uh, Bamford back to his normal self. Um, but I actually don't know what that is now that I said out loud. But um, hopefully he's back um, scoring a few goals. So Ruder, again... I'm not really too sure where he fits in, um, but we'll see. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he's the type of centre-forward that we needed, but again, we'll see. He looks like a top player, so we give him a chance. And then at the back, Ferber's looks like uh, the pick of Zion so far. Um, he's been solid any time he's played. He went in at centre-half, and he's been excellent, and we look better at the back with him there. But I still am of the opinion that we need another defender. Um, we signed Montero from Portugal, but... He's only young, but I think he's going into the 23s. That's the plan for him, so I'm not too sure um, if he'll be playing much games for the senior team. But, uh, yeah, overall, quite good, but the pessimist in me still thinks that we should have signed another midfielder because if Verber gets injured, we're back to the same defence that has killed us all season. So, yeah, interesting times. I'd, I'd be very confident that we'll score a lot of goals going forward, but at the back, same as usual. I just, I just think we're, we could still be a little bit dodgy just without that uh, extra defender that we could have done with. Yeah, interesting enough, we went out and spent a lot of money and there's a lot of fans happy. So um, if Marsh doesn't keep us up now with the players that he's out to bring in, I think he'd be shot, to be honest. But uh, yeah, thanks very much, lads, and I uh, hope you're keeping well, and goodbye. And there you have it. That's Ian. He's explained everything Leeds said. There's no point in us waffling about Leeds because um, Ian will have filled you in on everything there. I think he sent like a three minute voice note. Um, so I don't know if you're going to cut it down or not. Um, but yeah, overall, I think Leeds have had a good window. So yeah, what have we got left? I think we'll, we'll go New, off, off Newcastle. to Newcastle real quick. Yeah, Bringing in Anthony Gordon. £40 million pound. And also, the interesting one for me, I only found this out this morning. Because this fella just completely went under the radar. Um, Chris Wood. Oh yeah, he's gone to Forest. I'm just looking here actually. <laughs> Forest after getting Kayla Navas as well. <laughs> oh, I have to look up the lot of Forest transfers because this is bre- this is mental. Um, yeah, Newcastle. 40 million for Anthony Gordon. I'm going to be honest with you, Kieran. 40 million down the drain. I, I don't see anything in Anthony Gordon. I really don't. Mm. Yeah, I mean... He broke onto the scene though and he was quite good mm. at the start before um, Frank came in or was it just after Frank came in he was a good player I believe he was kind of got a few games under Rafa yeah and he broke on he was he was a promising talent now whether he can bring that to Newcastle or not is another thing and if, if the good atmosphere around Newcastle helps him more mm. than the bad atmosphere around Goodison Park I remember man when Chelsea bid 60 million for him I was screaming at the telly going Everton, take that. Take that all day. And they and didn't. They didn't, obviously. <laughs> but Everton tried to reinvest in Conor Gallagher as well, didn't they? That was the, the rumour going around. 45 million. 45 million. Which I don't blame Gallagher for not going to Everton because they'll be playing championship football next season. He was I like, sp- keep it. <laughs> yeah. I suppose real quick, Sean Deutsch in the Everton job. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's okay. Did, did we not have? The, I'm really certain, right? When we had this debate about Lampard, did I not say Sean Dyche to go into everything? Who did like we say? Like a year ago. Yeah, a year ago. How how is it that I could spot that a year ago and the Everton board couldn't? Two relegation battles in a row. Adam. Yeah. I don't know if he's gonna get them out. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if he'll get them out. 
it's a very tough one I think if he does are they going to stay with him and just settle for mediocrity you know, I'm not saying he's a mediocre manager well, but did he not get Burnley to the Europa League one year yeah but is that Everton standards to oh, just yeah, be absolutely. fighting for Europa League absolutely because I remember Everton being in near top four back in the day but that was that was when money didn't rule the game Everton haven't got the money to compete yeah, you know. I mean, they spent a lot. <laughs> I know, but their recruitment's poor. Yeah, you know. Yeah, just looking at the Nottingham Forest transfers real quick. Um, Gustavo Scarpa from Palmeiras came in December. He's been really good actually since he's come in. Danilo again in January came from Palmeiras, twenty million. Chris Wood on loan. I don't know why. To be honest with you, I don't know. Obviously, because they have Isaac and and Wilson, but I know. But from a Forest point of view, why go for Chris Wood? Why not? They, they might as well go for everyone there's a good few reasons why not um, one to two of them today was John Joe Shelby from Newcastle Kaylor Navas as well looks like he's coming in but a big one for me is Felipe the centre half of Atletico Madrid who have had a bit of a weird transfer window as well which yeah. we'll get on to Forrest have spent so much in summer and they've just started now gelling as a team mm. is it not a bit risky to bring in all these transfers in is there more I've no idea where they're gonna play everyone. I'm mm-hmm. looking at their squad here. It's it, the squad list is unbelievably large. Like, but yeah, that's not the first. Will we move on to our last? Well, we're, we're not gonna do every Premier League team, are we? We'll move on to Spurs, who have brought in Arnout, Dan Juma, and today Pedro Porro of Sport Lisbon. I think two good signings. I think Dan Jim was to sign the window purely because he signed a contract with Everton and then went, nah, do you know what? I'm actually, I'm alright. But I, I, do you know what? I think that's down to the Lampard sacking. I think he signed up for Lampard. Right, yeah. And then obviously he got sacked and he was like, do you know what? I'm going to go to Spurs. But he texted, I don't know if you've seen the text he sent an Everton fan on Instagram. He was like, I'm here, I'm ready to fight for the club and all this. And yeah, he's, it turns out he's ready for, to fight for Spurs. Pedro Porro, they've been talking about getting him in for a long, long time. Mm. And this Dangiuma fella could be decent as well. Mm. But also letting Matt Doherty go to Atletico. Mm. And we're going to be talking about that. Jed know. Spence as well, Carol. Jed Spence as well, who they just brought in. Yeah, which I I don't get either. Sort of backing Conte to an extent here. Yeah. Bringing in players in January. Will Conte sign a new deal or will he, will he stay on? I think he's gone come the summer. <laughs> I think he's waiting for his payday and he'll be gone. That's just my opinion. We're going to throw over now, Kieran, to our last correspondent, isn't it? We've, we've done the other four. Yeah. Um, Tom Regan, the diehard sports fan, unfortunately for him. Um, he's going to fill us in now about the sports transfer business. I think Spurs' transfer window has been underwhelming, to say the least. Um, I think the signing of Petro Porro, if we get him, um, which it looks like we will, is a very good signing. I think he's someone we needed. We needed a right wing back for, jeez, God knows how long at this stage. And with Doherty and Spence both going out on loan, it's it's not great. We still didn't fix a left centre back. We desperately needed one. Love the signing of Dan Juma. Brian Hill went out on loan, which is not great either, because although he would have been further down the pecking order, the amount of injuries we've had this season... And with Son misfiring, you know, we could really use that extra depth. Although Lucas Moore might come back. But overall, it's a Spursy window. We left it to lay. Dan Jim looks good, have to say that. Paro, when we hopefully sign him, should be fantastic. He was great against us in the Champions League. And um, 
yeah, hopefully more to come in the summer, but not not too bad. A six and a half out of ten, I'll call it. Yeah, thanks to Tom for jumping on the podcast. We do appreciate it. Um, it saved us a lot of effort this week, here on, even though we've we've probably spoofed about them a good bit ourselves. Do you want to rattle through any other transfers, Kieran, that, you, yeah. that caught your eye? Because you've, you've definitely taken the window more seriously. <laughs> well, see, I, this is what happens when you have nothing to do at work yeah. for a long time. I co- I'll just rattle through a few of the, the prime ones because Villa have made some business. John Duran from Chicago Fire you say. to Villa for 14.75 million. A 19-year-old Colombian. Um, Ings, Villa to West Ham. Mm. Weird because he just got injured. 12 million. Villa to West Ham absolute shocking deal to Wolves who have actually been quite active in the transfer window Pablo Sarabia 5 million euros from Paris Saint-Germain I think that's that's quite a just 5 million that must be a loan is it no it's actually just a permanent transfer I'm pretty sure Um, and it just makes it all the more a good piece of business in my opinion Wolves as well uh, Craig Dawson Two and a half million from West Ham. I think that's a great boy. That's a nice little bargain there. And just today, Harry Sewer, who we raved about in the World Cup, the Australian. Big Harry Sewer. 15 million to Leicester. Yeah. Is that all? Any other ones? Uh, I think that's that covers the base of it. Um, mm. Unless I've missed anyone. Because this January transfer window, usually deadline days are a lot of shite, but there actually has been quite a... Yeah, I've, I've kind of enjoyed it. Quite a bit of business going on. You have a few European ones written down as well, Karen, but you're saving that for... Euro treasure. Or yeah, so, oh, around the world around the world in 60 seconds um, I did put up a thing earlier on the Instagram one player you wish your side signed Kieran. I'm going to move to you real quick because Chelsea have signed about 14 players so surely there's no one else you could want <laughs> um, actually Adam um, I, I would have loved to sign Kvarsh uh, Gallia from Napoli just to put the ice in oh, okay. player, man. Well, I hope he doesn't come to the Premier League I think the Premier League will ruin him I'm, I'm, be, I'm probably being cynical here I'd be really worried if you came Sour grapes yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with thanks for asking Kieran I'm going to go <laughs> you're a question <laughs> I'm going to go with I actually really like this a bit sign that you know they got, I've gotten we've robbed Nunes and Gakpo off them and I think they, they go now oh we didn't really want them but obviously they did I'm kind of I, I would have liked Sabitzer I think he would have slotted in well in the midfield and I think that midfield of Fernandez, Sabitzer and Casemiro will be quite good. Yeah. But we'll look at the responses really briefly. Keane Moog says Kane or Evan Ferguson. Interesting. Um, other than that, United already have a title winning side. I can't confirm. They do not. <laughs> um, Jerry says Casemiro, but five years ago. Fair enough. Woodley says Harry Kane instead of Fahed Lukaku. I think, I think people are kind of taking this context for themselves. Because we meant this window, but I think people are saying in general. Um, Gary Vav says this window, Kyle Walker Peters, because he would have been decent backup and he would have been a realistic signing. Yeah, and then he says from the past, a United favourite, Wesley Schneider. He's, I heard he's doing a medical with United tonight. Lee Fitz says, of course, of Bowes, Bowes Massive, says he wanted them to sign John Mann, who I believe has gone back to Sligo. He was a good signing for them, good to have. Nathan Smith says Aiden Keane, obviously another Rovers fan, um, who doesn't watch English football according to him. But Aiden Keane has gone over to Cheltenham, I believe, in uh, to watch the race. England. That as well. <laughs> Ian says Federico Di Marco, absolute baller. Um, Ian only found out about this fella the other week, so I don't mind him. Um, who is he? He's just a he's a winger for um, Inter Milan or like a left wing back. Right. And that's all, Kieran. 
that's all from transfers. Did someone say Barry Carter there? Yeah, it was Cam <laughs> who said Barry Carter. Um, I think Barry's gone over to England as well. Cam is a Galway fan. I didn't actually spot that there. But um, that's all, Kieran. We have our get it out questions, which will be coming soon. We are half an hour into this podcast, Kieran, so we will rattle through the... Do you want to rattle through the games or do you want to do Around the World in 60 Seconds? I think we'll, we'll rattle through the Around the World in 60 Seconds real quick. Let me get a timer up, Kieran. You can go in 3, 2, 1. Around the World in 60 Seconds, Transfer Deadline Day Edition. Gerson signs from Marseille to Flamingo 17.6 million euros. Joe Gomez, Flamingo to Wolves 15 million euros. Cancelo Guedes, Wolves to Benfica on loan. Depoy from Barca to Atletico Madrid on loan. Matthew Doherty from Spurs to Atletico Madrid on loan. Crazy. No clue. How he's done that. <laughs> Juranovic, Joseph Juranovic from Celtic to Union Berlin. Abubakar from Al Nasser to Besiktas. One of the standouts in international football this year. Um, and finally, Daily Blind from Ajax to Munich for 6 million euros. And that is our. Transfer deadline day around the world. I suppose real quick, what's your signing of the window? Sign of the window. Um no bias in this but Enzo Fernandez for me. Right. He and why, I suppose. I just think having a player of his calibre, uh twenty one year old, prime of his career, a midfielder we've been lacking so much, a creative like midfielder we've been lacking so much. Um and he shot the stars out at the World Cup. Mm. Um, young player of the year I hope to god he doesn't flop I really hope yeah. to god after all and that money spent I, I was about to say it sounds like the expectancy is high rightfully so he's done really well at the World Cup but do you think there could be a lot of pressure on him coming into this Chelsea team who as you said need a midfielder like that pressure makes diamonds true true it also ruins careers but um, <laughs> what about you my sign of the window I, do you know what I, I have to go with Dan Juma just purely because he fucked off everything <laughs> literally yeah. I don't know I kind of like Keylor Navas going to Nottingham Forest I think it's I think it's just a madden like, I don't know yeah that is I, a bit I don't crazy. know what the crack is with that surely he starts ahead of Dean Henderson come oh, on oh absolutely yeah, I, I get a game ahead of Henderson you mad um, we move on Kieran, to the FA Cup real quick Man City won Arsenal nil Nate Nake with the goal um, is it a sign of things to come for Arsenal against Man City in the league we were out, weren't we? We were out. We were out. Yeah, yeah. We, oh, yeah, we were. Shout out to Brewdock of um, Amy and Street, um, who were serving as Cosmos and Craft Beer all night, not a Guinness in sight. Um, Only when I asked Adam, what was the result in the Arsenal City game? Did I find out it was It was nil. on, yeah. Um, we didn't see it. Like, if we're being honest, I still haven't watched the highlights of it. I've I'm seen still the, hung I've over. Seen, <laughs> I've seen the goal. And, uh, yeah, I, I look I, I still think Arsenal... They could struggle against City in the league, but I don't think Man City have really kicked on yet. I, I still think they'll kick into gear eventually. I suppose the, the big thing was uh, Arteta resting players when he mm. had a week rest anyway. Mm. Um, I think a few Arsenal fans were annoyed at that. Mm. Um, they wanted him to take the competition more seriously, but yeah. obviously he's all in on the league. Yeah, And we will, as we said, have a big Arsenal-Man City preview coming up in the weeks to come leading up to their game moving on to Saturday we have Manchester United 3 Redden 1 Casemiro with 2 goals in the 54th 58th minute and Fred with a back heel <laughs> goal um, the world is really coming to an end Andy Carroll came back 
to get sent off against Manchester United, which I find hilarious. Um, did absolutely nothing of note in the game other than smash up people and potentially end Ericsson's season as well, which is quite grim because Ericsson's been good with United. Um, but yeah, lucky United are into the next round. It's a good win for them. We move on to Sunday, Brighton 2, Liverpool 1. Ah, I actually like the FA Cup. This is the worst thing about it. Like, when we beat Hughes for it last season, I, I was buzzing because we hadn't won it in a good while. Um, it was a weird game. Liverpool created fuck all, but didn't really let up many chances either. Like, I, I don't think... I think if it had it been a draw, you would have went, ah, yeah, fair enough. Brighton probably edged it. Obviously, they won the game. The first goal from Elliot... Great run from him, to be fair to him. Salah picks him out, puts a pass to Brighton goalkeeper. And then Liverpool kind of looked all right going into half-time. If it hadn't been 1-0, you would have been saying, yeah, that, that's a fair result. Dunk scores after Lamptey from about 45 yards out, smashes it, takes the deflection off, Dunk goes in. And it just, I, I was sitting here, I was watching the match on my own. And I was like, yeah, this is just typical. Typical of the form Liverpool are in and the look that they don't have. Slam dunk. Yeah, slam dunk. Um, because a lot of football is, you know, luck and things like that. So um, Liverpool have none of it and they have no, no quality at the minute either. And then I suppose we'll touch on Evan Ferguson real quick. Getting hacked down by Fabinho. Red card all day. Um, we do hope Evan Ferguson's okay. For Ireland against France, that's one thing we. There's hope. no result in the scan yet, or. I believe I, I believe I'm led to believe that it's not as bad as what people first thought. Okay. So, um, the fun, I found the funny when Fabinho tackled him. He literally goes, "Yeah, no, sorry about that, lads. I, I'm probably going to get sent off here because there was a clip of him going up to Henderson, and Henderson was like, "What, what, what do you think?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm off here," and I'm surprised Var didn't send him off. I really am, um, and then Matoma. Honestly, one of the signings of the summer for Brighton. Great goal, chips it over Gomez. Wabam, bash, 2 1 to Brighton. And to be fair to them, absolutely deserved it. Edged it in the game. I didn't think there was, definitely wasn't the game that was 3 0 the other week. But look at Brighton there in the hat, and that's all that matters for them. Yeah, and they could go all the way, obviously, with City, um, City and United left. Mm. Really, the big, the big shots. as well. But, but big shots. <laughs> Um, but yeah great result for Brighton it'd be a nice story as well if they want to yeah and I think I've seen a few Brighton uh, fans with the FA Cup yeah yeah in the, they're in very the confident man and I, do you know what I like that from the team I think they're just well run isn't yeah. that it they're just well run yeah, and I think your man runs the, who owns Brighton mm. he runs Union Saint Julie in uh, Belgium as well Julie yeah. sorry yeah, you said that well trying yeah, to yeah. pronounce no, it no you said it well Julois Julois um, but he runs that club as well I think they they were in a Champions League qualifier this year at Rangers yeah, yeah. I think they lost out yeah. but they're a good good run team as well I think a lot of people were worried about them and Potter left Yeah, but looking back on it now they're, they're probably better now with Deserby than they were with Potter it's all building which is, blocks which is crazy like you know what I mean Yeah, um, losing Leandro, Leandro Trossard and they're just like yeah you know what keep it we'll move on and that's what they did Ferguson coming into the fold like they're a really well run team and yeah more power to them Suppose the big result of the weekend, um, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney's um, shout out to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Wrexham 3, Sheffield United 3, um, James Jones, Thomas O'Connor, Paul Mullen on the score sheet for Wrexham, 
Ollie McBourney, Ollie Norwood and John Egan in the 95th minute equaliser on the score sheet for Sheffield Wednesday. Um, the epitome of a cup tie for me, I thought it was a great game. Yeah, it was. And the the, the stadium, <laughs> you just see in the background a construction worker on his own. Yeah. Just making sure no one breaks into the construction work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a bit mad because that, that team is like a team that is on the up in England at the moment. Mm. And... Ryan Reynolds was in the stadium doing an interview with Kerry Lineker before the game. I don't it's know. Incredibly strange. <laughs> incredibly, incredibly strange. And he actually knows the stuff, to be fair to him. Yeah, he, he does. Uh, thinking, he knows how to run a football club. And yeah. that, that is obvious because they're top of the National League or whatever in England. Mm. Um, a lot of money being pumped into them. Paul Mullen, a great player as well. Yeah, he looked good. He's mm. 28 years of age, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yeah. Could be Very bit, dangerous, though, Trent. A bit yeah. of a Vardy uh, type figure. Yeah, it wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Um... But yeah, that was the FA Cup weekend, Kieran. We have three European games we're going to rattle off real quick as well. Do you have anything else to say about Wrexham? I think Sheffield were, were very lucky to get a result. Um, mm. I think Egan did well to get the shin on him, but I think overall Wrexham probably deserved it. I love the Egan celebration as well. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love shithousing like that. Because um, everyone's watching that game because it's fucking Ryan Reynolds is in the crowd. Like, yeah. Um, we move on to the Sunday game. Du, 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 du. We haven't done that in a while. I'm sorry for hurting everyone's ears. Um, AC Milan 2, Swasulo 5. Um, I don't know how to say what the fuck in Italian, but what the fuck is going on? What did he fuck? Olivier Giroud on the score sheet um, from Milan early on, which was ruled out with VAR. He then gets on the score sheet again after Milan went 2 down through goals to Gregory Defal. Um, and Davide for Tacey. Um And then look at Swasilo were just all over Milan. I don't know if you looked at the highlights for this, but Domenico Berardi ran a muck in the game. He was really good. And then Armand Lariente with a goal in the 47th minute. I'm trying my best here on these names to make a 4 1. And then it was 5 1 before along with Mateus Henrique getting the 5th to make a 5 1. Divock Origi on the score sheet for Milan. With a goal of the week contender for me. It was a very good goal. Um, but yeah, Milan are really suffering here. Um, lost Frank Kessier in the summer window. Didn't replace him. Didn't necessarily light up the transfer in the wider in the summer. Um, a lot of fans are looking for Pioli to be out. And I don't think it's a savoury position for Milan to be in at the minute. Yeah. I mean... They just dropped out of the top four in Italy as well. And if you look at that top four race for Champions League football in Italy, I think there's a point between about five teams. Yeah. Atlanta included, Roma included. Atalanta have been really good recently. Lazio as well. Juventus were really good as well before they got the 10-point deduction, <laughs> which is not helpful at all, is it? Um, but yeah, that it was some game in Milan. It was, I, was looking at, I was looking at the highlights earlier. And I was looking at it in the morning, on Sunday morning, I was like, this isn't happening, is it? And it was. The same grace was Origi's goal, which brought back lots of memories. I was thinking of uh, glass animals, heat waves. Sometimes all I think about is you. Um, late nights in the middle of June, beating Spurs in Champions League final. Sorry, Karen, I will move on. Um, Napoli 2, Roma 1. Victor, Aussie men, in the 17th minute. Was cancelled out by Stefan al in the 75th minute for Roma. And Giovanni Simeone, the son of Diego to make it 2-1 in the 86th minute Napoli continue their unbelievable form Kvarat Scalia during the game was oh unbelievable oh, he was so good man <laughs> so so good 
and they they got a narrow victory over Roma there. Um, I suppose the highlight was after the game, and Mourinho got the Roma players to get a picture together all summer. Um, we yeah, had cracking result for Napoli, Kieran. Yeah, I, I I can't believe the run they are on. Mm. Thirteen points ahead in the Serie A, in a competitive league as well. You're talking about probably the Premier League and Serie A that are the most competitive in Europe. So yeah, um, I think what they're doing is incredible, and I even stuck the tenor on them to win the Champions League there. So did I. Why not? Yeah, fuck it. Um, <laughs> last game we're going to chat about to end this misery um, before we, we hit the deck and go to bed. PSG won, Reim won, uh, a Neymar goal in the 54th minute cancelled out by a goal by Florian Balogun on loan from Arsenal in the 90 plus 6 minute. What a goal it was as well. It's a great pronunciation as well. Thank you. Yeah. Do, you do you appreciate that? <laughs> yeah. Um, gets around the, I think it was Donnarumma and goal for PSG and slots it in great finish um, does the Henri celebration in the corner as well I don't know if you've seen that he literally met Henri that day and yeah that was the game that was um, Balogun like you want to talk about Remy don't you I just yeah Remy yeah. Remy could buy it uh, <laughs> I just think it's an incredible story yeah it is it's an incredible story and even if you look at the behind angle of that goal the way he plays it through and the way Balogun takes it is yeah. un- unbelievable another good strike um, for Arsenal as well yeah. on loan from Arsenal and the manager uh, William Still is it yeah, yeah. English born English, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brussels 30 years of age Brussels raised yeah yeah um, I just think he literally is your brother <laughs> image of Rui yeah yeah but um, yeah I, th- I think it's incredible he he um, managed to Preston under 14s I think it was and learned his managerial skills through football manager Mm. which is absolutely ludicrous Adam ludicrous and as you were saying earlier it cost them 22 euros or 22,000 euros a game every time he wins which is incredible he he was 18 when he got into coaching as well which I find amazing Um, it's basically essentially like one of us just I'm literally 6 years younger than this fella (laughs) you know what I mean It's, it's crazy it's crazy but yeah great result for Reim, who are now 12 games unbeaten as well. It's a great story. And an amateur manager at the helm. Yeah. Who hasn't got his coaching badges. Yet. Hasn't got them yet. Isn't it crazy though? It is crazy. Yeah. It's no, I'm, compl- I'm not. I'm, it's, it's mad. I'm being 100% genuine. And right, he's, he's playing like against I'm talking PSG. to Father Dougal here. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it mad, Ted? But like, how is that even legal? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Kira, we're talking about a Chelsea team who've spent nearly fucking 700 million in the past two windows Nottingham football is legal it's all out the window it's I cowboy s- country I smell tears cowboy country just cause our owners won't pay <laughs> we'll move on now Kieran. it's 10 to 12 so we'll try and rattle through these questions real quick I need to take a Xanax and go to bed <laughs> after this um, we are of course talking about get it out shout out to Alberto Moreno um, our last segment of the show thank god um, our first question comes from Woodley Woodsar David Dunwoody who says favourite and worst announcement videos so I'm going to go with worst announcement video first I'm going to go with I don't know if you remember the Chelsea one for Antonio Rudiger do you remember that one it was a child gone up to the like uh, the shop the Chelsea shop in Stamford Bridge was like I want Antonio Rudiger on my jersey and the dad's like son you can't have players who haven't signed for the club and the son's like Oh, but I want Antonio Rudiger. And then I think Rudiger comes out with the jersey and says, I am a blue. And that, that was literally it. 
Sounds quite awesome to me. Oh, no, it was terrible. It was. It, I'll show you the morbid. Act, I'll show you the acting after this. It was absolutely <laughs> dreadful. It was bad. And what's your favourite? My favourite. Jesus, tough one. Because I'm just a miserable bastard who likes to earn the side of negativity. My favourite one. I'm, I'm gonna just go with the one that comes most recent to mind was the Gakpo one. He um, when Van Dyke signed, it was he was beside a Christmas tree, or whatever. And in this Gakpo video, it was like announce Gakpo with a Christmas tree emoji, and then he just pans up and it's just him beside the Christmas tree. It's like hello Reds or something like that. But that's my I'm I'm putting in air quotes favorite one of recent times. But uh, I think the negativity is better. Aaron on the side of which is worse is better I have one that is also my favourite and one that I hate the most if that makes sense I'm, I'm doing both of them oh, okay yeah you love that you hate or you hate that you love it it's a little about it's okay, a yeah, toxic okay. relationship yeah, yeah. the Alexis Sanchez piano uh, <laughs> announcement from Manchester United fucking great yeah I actually actually rate that yeah, yeah. Um, we'll go on essentially he signed on a free from Arsenal to Man United yeah and um, United decided to the get The transfer him, that broke United. <laughs> to get him to play piano at him. Yeah. And little did they know, six months later, he would be gone <laughs> from God, the club. Yeah. <laughs> Just didn't work out at all. 300 grand a week or 500 or whatever. That's why City didn't bounce on him as well. Mm. City were getting him and then he was like, I want Arsenal were like, we need you to play this. And he was like, nah, hold on. Gary Fab says, Jesus Christ, Gary. Just heard a rumour that Enoch Burke will be signing for the OnlyFans football podcast as acting general manager of the OnlyFans football podcast. I say acting, co-acting. Uh, we can't confirm that Enoch Burke is not on the podcast. Although, hold on a minute. He's just showing up outside our door. Yeah. <laughs> He's been there all day. He's waiting for us to record all day. Okay. Gary also says, oh, Marcel Sabitzer. I'm very jealous of that song. Uh, to be fair, it's a shrewd bit of considering it's one of them Concello ones, isn't it? It's like yeah. it showed up about an hour, and mm. you've heard the names a bit. So he's a good, he's a good midfielder. Essentially, they lost Ericsson. We're like, we need a new sign, and they just went and got him. Yeah, jealous Adam. I am. <laughs> Philly Mangan <laughs> says best pizza in North Dublin. Why North Dublin, Philip? Philip, sorry, Philip Mangan. Could be due to the woman he's seeing here on maybe. <laughs> don't want to out here. <laughs> Are you just? <laughs> I'm a jealous. No, no. I'm not taking a Xanax after this <laughs> and, and crying myself to sleep. Uh, uh, best pizza for North Dublin for crying out loud after this man. Um, I'm going to go with Dee Fontaine's, Philip. Uh, that's not North Dublin, though, is it? Oh, it's on the south side of Liffey, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You can't say. No. Uh, Backpage pizza. Backpage is underrated. I also find um, Mima's does an alright pizza. We haven't been there in a while. Will we do a Mima special soon? I think part two Mima special soon. We are just rehashing what we did last season. <laughs> Gary says, is it fair to say United will win the Carabao and FA Cup? Um, I'm going to go with Newcastle and City to win them, Carol. I think they win the Carabao and I think City will win the FA Cup. Philly also says, and also chicken tenders. This question is very close to my heart. I need good ones. DCU. Great chicken tenders. New bar. All bar chicken. All about chicken, another great, chicken. great place for a There's chicken. There's a good few of them about as well. Yeah, you know what? Chicken tender is something you can, uh, it's a rare commodity you can come by. Bunsen do tenders easily. as well, don't they? Bunsen do tenders. Bunsen, do they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, There's great food out there, Philip. You just have to go outside. <laughs> this is a cracking question from Philly <laughs> as well. Who in the Everton squad would you say is the horniest actor <laughs> trainer? 
Christ almighty. Uh, I'm like you, you never answer these questions, so you have to answer. The horny started trying it. Uh. Who hates the club the most? <laughs> um I'm gonna go with Alex Wobby. <laughs> um yeah, I'm not answering that question. I'm I'm putting in my not answering that question there. Um Keane Moby says should Klopp leave Liverpool before he taints his legacy like Wenger at Arsenal and Frank did at Chelsea. Um I mean, you're comparing apples and oranges here, Keane. If you're comparing Lampard to he's on Arsenal the line of the well, organ, I know, I know. Don't mind him, don't mind him. Um, but I will take it serious. I will take it seriously. Um, I don't think there's a fan sentiment for Klopp to leave like there was with Wenger at Arsenal and Lampard at Chelsea. I think the fans generally want them to stay. Um, Nate Smith says Lampard at Chelsea. Lampard was there about you. <laughs> the only one that was upset about Lampard leaving was you. Um, Nate Smith says. So. Nathan says opinions on praying on the pitch well, do, you have, do you have a problem with people like I don't know representing their religion on the football pitch absolutely not no I don't either do you remember Kaka against Liverpool in 07 Champions League final yeah. I think he had a, a short on it I actually think I, I think it's quite awesome when I do it to be yeah, honest yeah, I agree it shows that they're grateful for, for the moment he also says opinions on Monday night fixtures I, I think it's, if you're in the mail for one Mm. If it's a, a prime time Monday night yeah. and it's a big game, yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Um, but if you're in, if you're in a shy mood now, mm. I do you know what I tend to disagree with you in general just because I like disagreeing with you. But I think Monday night fixtures are for all. I think Monday night fixtures are great, and Sunday night ones are. Yeah, no, I, I like them as well. I think if if you're having a bad day on a Monday, and it used to happen to me in college quite regularly because I wouldn't want to go to college all night minute on a Monday. Um, and if there was a Monday night football on I'd get home from college rattle off whatever college work I need to get done and sit on the sofa and watch MNF with Gary Neville and Jamie Carrier there hasn't been enough of them recently actually either yeah I don't think they do as many of them this season strange one yeah um, Ian says you have five quid for a munch crisps drink bar jellies what do you get you, that won't cost you five quid in this economy. I know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what shop he's going to to get that I suppose <laughs> probably off the back of a lorry is it <laughs> um, I suppose I go for crisps um, probably a bit of Fiat 500 but I'll go barbecue hula hoops <laughs> i go barbecue hula hoops um, I'm going to go with a plain there. oh do you know what do you ever get the golden nugget dairy milk bar oh like the golden crisp one there you go thank yeah. you yeah I'll go with that again that's about 3 euro in itself I don't know where you're getting this a drink it depends what time of the night I want to drink at if it's during the day I'll, I'll probably get like a Lucas out do you know I mean play it safe but if it's at night I don't want too much caffeine or you know glucose in my system so I'd probably go with um, a Muju chocolate milk interesting and jellies I'm quite plain on jellies I might go with a few wine gums girl. wine gums mm. yeah they don't last too long though I don't like that Th- that's because you're eating them too quick <laughs> literally <laughs> don't help me <laughs> um, I go for a tank fastic I go for sure. uh, tato cheese and onion ah, you, you can't miss absolute culture. can't miss I, I despise you I can't that. miss no you absolutely can't miss with them McCoy's as well yeah McCoy's yeah. Um, a drink I love a vanilla coke and what was the other thing wow a bar of chocolate bar of chocolate uh, Star Bar I absolutely love a Star Bar what peanut butter there's so, there's so much coming out here that I didn't know about you a Star Bar you can have any bar in the world they're picking oh, a Star, Star Bar it's lovely caramel peanut butter a vanilla Coke vanilla Coke gorgeous and potato cheese and onion 
Tomato, cheese, and onion. Tomato, cheese, and onion, the taste. Like, I, I wasn't fond of these until recently, but now I discovered the taste. You just sort of licked them off your fingers. Gorgeous. <laughs> Ian says, a team you would travel back in time to see play live. Great question. For me, personally, the 2012 Chelsea team was unbelievable. And that whole era. Mm. Um, but Did you not go back to 04, 05? I was about to go back to Brazil 1970. Right. Because I'd love to see Pele play. In yeah. The time. I'm of the same opinion, but I'm going with Maradona's Napoli. Right. Because I was looking at, I think I was looking at something the other day about it. And he did an interview, it was like, um, people were talking about Napoli being disgraceful, being disgusting, being this, being that. And he was like, that's where I wanted to go. And he went there and won the fucking league for him. Like, he was unbelievable. Um, and another another funny thing, I don't know, I think I might have mentioned this on the pod before, but obviously the Mafia looked after Maradona. Yeah. They looked after Hamsik when he was at Napoli. And the only other player they've looked after since is Kovara Skelly. He's that good. I'm surprised the Mafia are still knocking about in 2023. Surely they'd be out by now. <laughs> ben Casey know. says... Thankfully, our last questions. He says, Scooby Dooby Jin, why? Scooby Dooby Dee. <laughs> um, We're coming up to the deadline now. Eh? I was yeah. actually I was actually watching this show or, uh, on Talksport. Myself and Simon George, was yeah. it? Yeah. I had this and Adam, I had nothing better to do. Yeah, yeah. I was I on know, company I can, time. I can tell, yeah, yeah I can tell. <laughs> I, I stopped bringing that up though. I would stop saying it on company time. Show <laughs> um, as always to Ben Casey's sister as we listen to his last question, Kiran. Jorginho signing for Arsenal low key signing of the window thoughts it's quite a thought I'll give you that um, Jorginho mm. uh, to be honest with you he's he's a winner for me he always frustrated me mm. and that's the thing that annoys me the most I don't yeah. think I, I think for every Jorginho there's a better midfielder out there Right. he's a good short term fix Mm. But and a good squad player, but I don't think he's the man you want at the helm of your midfield in a mm. in a game against Liverpool, Man City, the likes. You know, I actually have another question for Jerry, and that's why I let you look after that because obviously Jorginho was Chelsea player. But Jerry's question, he says, it wouldn't fit in the box and Instagram, so that's why he sent in DM said, "My <laughs> <laughs> personal." He says, "Does Liverpool's insistence on only going for their main targets hurt them short term?" I get it worked with Van Dijk, but only having too many or Bellingham for midfielders when there are clearly other players available that would improve their current side for Liverpool. Sabitzer being available to United and Chelsea for one question mark. It's a really tough one because it's all about hindsight and patience with mm. Liverpool and with Klopp. Um, for the longest time, he wanted Van Dijk. Van Dijk came in and transformed the club. That's that's essentially what happened. He wanted Keita for so long, Keita came in and flopped. So that, that's just two examples of waiting on a specific player and it not working out. We've seen in recent times with Jorgen, he's seen a player against Liverpool and gone, I want him, I want him. Key kind of examples of that are Minamino. When he was with Salzburg, he came over to Liverpool for 12 million. We all thought it was a steal. You know what I mean? We were all like, this is mad. 12 million, he's, he was great against us. And then he turned out to be a 12 million signing from Salzburg. That just didn't work out. That's the, the reality of it. Nunes is another one who really played well at Anfield and in Benfica against us. He came. And look, at I still have faith in Darwin. I still do think he'll come good. I think it's there's a lot of pressure on him, which is evident. And that, that would be my fear with Enzo, for example, at Chelsea. But look, at 
these players react different to pressure. I'm yeah, not saying a superstar, superstar. I'm not saying he's not, but I'm just saying the, there's gonna be pressure there. To answer Jerry's question, yes, it's very frustrating, and I do think it hurts him in the short term. In the long term, it's great, but in the long term, it's also not working for at times. Minamino being a good example of that, um, and Kate being a good example of that. So it's it's transfers are a really tough business in general. You know what I mean? A lot of them are reactionary. Like Diaz going to Liverpool last year played well for a Porto against us. Like these things happen in football. It's a seller's market. It is, and it's it's hard it's it's hard for teams at times to pick the right player, especially when you don't trust the player and you don't know the player and stuff like mm. that. So, um, I do agree. Horts in the short term, in the long term, it's hard to judge now. But if we get in the summer, for example, if we get Bellingham and Bellingham comes in and he's great for Liverpool next season and they win the league or they win the Champions League they're going yeah Liverpool are right to win but we're not going to notice until next season so that's 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 part of the problem personally speaking I'd have gotten Sabitzer off, off of Bayern plugging the gap until the end of the season if it doesn't work out he goes back to Bayern doesn't, you don't lose a whole lot but as we know FSG don't want to spend and look we are now at 10 past 12 we are both very tired Thanks for all your questions. Thanks to the lads for jumping on as well. We do appreciate it. We have a few, hopefully, interesting things coming up in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. Do give us a follow on Instagram, Spotify, Twitter. I was going to say TikTok, RIP. And YouTube. Kieran, you have to get us on YouTube as well. But yes, we will leave it there. So.